Hello, everyone. Welcome to our online worship service at First City Church. So glad that you're here with us. You've been so faithful to join us every week through this pandemic, and it's getting so close. We're coming down, hopefully now, to the end of this time when we're all in isolation and we all have to stay at our homes. Hopefully pretty soon, within a week or two, we'll be able to gather back in some capacity. And it may be that we just record our worship service, and you can come and either watch it, take communion, pray, hang out, maybe even play on the playground with your kids. We'll have to make sure that we're still, you know, keeping our distance and being safe. Uh, But man, I'm looking forward to getting back with you. We just finished a series called In the Waiting. And while we were in that time, we've said these are a couple of opportunities for us. Streets of Prayer is something that we all started engaging in. And uh, we had a lot of people to sign up. Thank you for signing up. Here's uh, the app. You can, so when I say sign up, Just get your phone, go to your app store, and sign up Streets of Prayer, and uh, log in, uh, and start writing down all the things, all the people you want to pray for. Our goal is to cover our entire county, in fact, both counties, Escambia and Santa Rosa County, in prayer, uh, and just see what God will do. And I just uh, love that whole idea, and thank you for participating with us. The Feed Foster Program has just been outstanding. We just concluded feeding another 177 families, maybe a little more, over 1,000 people. And we're getting ready for May 11th and the 12th. Here's the good news. We've already collected, I think, more than 2,600 donations for the next meal. And so God has been so good to provide so much. And we can use your help to distribute food, uh, to come and, and help us with all that. We've got a restaurant who's cooking everything so that we have state regulations and guidelines. It's so much fun. And just watching the blessing on all of these foster families and kids is such a blessing. Two ways to get involved. want to encourage you to do that. Now, for today, I want to talk about Engage with Grace because we're starting to get back to where we're going to work together, we're going to serve together, we're going to worship together. And there are a lot of people who have a lot of different feelings about that. In fact, while I'm doing this message... Uh, It was interrupted because there were people outside who were screaming and yelling and whistling. And at first I didn't know what it was. Then I heard all the, you know, cars honking and they were doing a drive-by because a teacher from one of the local schools just retired and the street was, was full and people were waving and cheering and shouting and it was so great. And so I love what we have done in this period of waiting and just to engage each other and to bless each other. But now as we begin to come back, we're going to see that people have different opinions as to what that means or what it should look like. We're going to have those who think we should be very, very conservative. We're going to have others who think, man, let's just go ahead and get on with it and trust God. And which is right and which is wrong? Both people are going to think they're right. And all kinds of positions in the middle. As your pastor, what I want to do is make sure that we engage each other with grace. That we give a lot of room for people whose opinions may differ from our own. So I've chosen a passage of scripture. I just want to read the passage and then we'll share it together. This comes out of Romans chapter 14. And then a couple of verses in in chapter 15. So if you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 14, we're going to read the first 13 verses. And then Romans chapter 15, I'm reading out of the New International Version. 
Except him whose faith is weak, without passing judgment on disputable matters. One man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has accepted him. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To his own master he stands or falls, and he will stand, for the Lord is able to make him stand. One man considers one day more sacred than another. Another man considers every day alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. He who regards one day as special does so to the Lord. He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself alone, and none of us dies to himself alone. If we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you look down on your brother? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will confess to God. So then... Each of us will give an account of himself to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in your brother's way. And then chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please his neighbor for his good and to build him up. Let's pray over this passage of scripture and then let's jump into a Bible study together and make some application to our life. Lord God, you are such a good God and you have thought ahead and gave us in these Bible verses principles that we can live by, ways that we should act when engaging each other and having a difference of opinion. I pray, Lord God, that you bring us all back together in perfect harmony so that there are no divisions, there are, are, are no things to argue about or disagree about. But if there are, we know what to do. We know how to act. So I pray, Lord God, that you help us to accept, to trust, to submit before you to our brothers and sisters and that we should be the first to submit. Thank you for your love, for your overwhelming grace. Bless us now as we just share this passage of Scripture together. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay, so there's the passage of Scripture, and here's the deal. As I've been just walking around in my neighborhood, as I've gone to the grocery store to get groceries, or the gas station, or even in our serving communities, people have differing opinions People are like, why are they still hugging? Or why isn't everyone wearing a mask? Don't they know what's going on? Or why aren't they wearing gloves? 
Why aren't they six feet apart? Why are we here at all? There are some people who are very, very conservative, aren't going out of their house, wiping down everything before anything comes into their home that they purchase. You know, others just go and just and believe that everything is going to be okay. And people look at others who differ from their own judgment and they most of the time believe that's not wise. We all believe our perspective is the wisest, best perspective. And so because of that, there are differings of opinion. Now, in this passage of Scripture in Romans chapter 14, as we begin, there in Rome were all these people coming into the church. Some were Jews and some were Gentiles. Now, the church first started only with Jews. Now, the Jews in Judaism, they honored the Sabbath day. And so the Sabbath, Saturday, was a very, very important holy day to them. But the new Gentiles who were coming in as Christians didn't have that, didn't honor that, didn't even understand it. They thought, my goodness, Sunday ought to be the day because that's when Jesus rose from the grave. And so there was a differing on when they should meet and what they should honor. More than that, the Jews came from a system where they offered animal sacrifices for the forgiveness of sin. And there were very strict rules in what you did with the meat that was offered to God. And so they said, we do not eat that meat. That meat is sacred to God. Well, after the death of Jesus, he was the final sacrifice for our sin. And so there was no more need for any more animal sacrifices. And so... Anytime somebody would get out a grill and start to eat, there were some people who would say, this is awesome, give me some of that steak. And there were other people who were like, this is not good. Anytime we made offerings like that, it was dedicated to God. And there were certain meats they could not eat. Anything unclean like pork or bacon. All these Gentiles were like, man, you are missing out. All the Jews are like, you are running over our history and our heritage and so Paul sits down with all of these people from very different perspectives and he begins to say, hey guys, except the one whose faith is weak without quarreling or, you know, over disputable matters. And so the first thing he says is this, which one of you believe that you're the strongest believer? Yep, you're, you're, who's, who's the strongest Christian among us? Okay, I expect you to submit first, to accept those that are weaker. If you believe you're the strongest, then you should be the first to be the most accepting, the first to be the most submissive, the first to be the one who calms down. And so as we start coming back together and start making decisions on what should happen, you know, the very first thing we're going to do is appeal to those of us, those of you, who believe you're the strongest in the Lord and the most conservative in your opinions. And he's like, okay, the first thing I want you to do is to be accepting, to take a deep breath, and let's talk about all of these things without quarreling about any of these matters. Now, he begins to give you a couple of issues that were in their time. Now, by the way, these were spiritual matters to them. They were even salvation issues 
to them. But listen to how God handles it. He said, one person's faith allows them to eat anything, right? It's like, man, I'm just coming in. You put it on a grill, I'm eating it. But others say, no, 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 no. You know, that's, that is for God. We only eat vegetables. We don't eat meat. We don't eat that type of meat or things like that. And notice, he said, they're the ones who are struggling the most, but they were the Jews of the community. They thought they were the closest to God. And so he says, there's a big difference of opinion. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. Hey, stop making fun of those who are holding sacred their traditions and are being very conservative. because They're doing it because they love God, not because they're just trying to cause conflict. Uh, and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. And so... Hey, those of you who are Jews, it, it's okay with, with, for the Gentiles. And I know they're new. I know they're coming into this. I know they're brand new at religion and this relationship with God. But it's okay for God has accepted them. Man, that's such a big deal. Remember the, in the first verse, he says, we need to accept each other. Why? Because God does. God accepts all of our differences. And who are you to judge someone else's servant to their own master? Servants stand or fall. And they will stand. I love this. For the Lord is able to make them stand. God is, God is bigger than the issue. And what he wants is for us to be united and to be together. And so he continues. Here's the next one. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. This is a very powerful statement because if you go back and you study Acts and really for the first 300 years of history, the early Christians, especially the Jews, met on the Sabbath day, honored the traditions of the Sabbath and stayed all night and all the way into Sunday celebrated Jesus, the resurrection and communion on Sunday. And so some people understood that, others didn't understand that. And he's like, I know you think this is a big salvation issue, but you need to each be fully convinced in your mind. And whoever regards one day as special does it to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does it to the Lord. They give thanks to God. Whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. In, in other words, aren't we all just trying to be pleasing to God? Even if we differ and how we're going to engage each other. So let's remember that we're all doing our best, doing everything we can to please God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. If we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. God is bigger than our differences. And so Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to just take a deep breath and accept people who differ from us. And to, I was a part of a meeting the other day, which was such a beautiful meeting, where people on, on that phone call made a decision, we are going to submit to the relationship more than we are to our differences. It was the best thing. I've, it, it was so great. 
Man, I wish everybody were like that. Because, because it, it takes someone very mature in the Lord and someone who cares about other people more than themselves in order to say, I just want to submit to our relationship as together we serve the Lord. And we'll work through whatever issues we have. That's what he's talking about here. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. He's in charge of everything. And so he, he gave his life and he came back so that he could conquer what separates, so that he could conquer what destroys, so that he could be both the, the Lord of the living and the dead, where we are now and our future. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister or why do you treat them with contempt? Sometimes we get so caught up in the issue that we stop loving the one we disagree with and we feel justified. And he's saying, you're not justified. The relationship comes first. And we'll talk about the disagreement. For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. He wants you to know Listen, the way you're treating your brother or sister, I want to remind you, you're going to stand before God and you're going to be on the losing end because God's going to be pure and holy and you're not. How do you want him to treat you? Look at what he continues saying. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. He's like, there's going to be a day when, when as right as you might think you are, you're going to come before God and, and all of your wrong is going to just come flooding in on you. How do you want God to treat you? Well, that's how we are supposed to treat each other. If God can treat us with grace, if God can accept us and then help us as we all become more connected to him, then shouldn't we be able to do the same with each other? So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. And he's like, come on, man, we're, we're going to do this. When we all come back, and as we all navigate the future through these trying times, let's engage with grace. Let's start with each other in offering to each other exactly what we need from God. So then, I love this, he says, instead, make up your mind not to push, not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. Don't make it so hard on somebody else. Don't make it so difficult. Don't give them an evil look or a nasty email or phone call or text message. Let's don't, let's don't talk about people behind their back. Let's completely support. If somebody's very conservative, we shouldn't make fun of it. If someone's very liberal, we shouldn't point it out. We, let's make sure that we're all submitting to one another. We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbor for their good and to build them up. This is how he ends. Okay, if, if you believe that your opinion is the right opinion, your way is the right way, and that your perspective is the right perspective, then you should be the first to submit, the first to stand down and to work with those who you believe uh, could live a better way. And that 
it's really a conflict. It's kind of difficult. So what he's saying is, engage with grace. Engage with grace. The way that Jesus engaged us. He looked at people who thought they were always right. And the Bible says he loved them. And he challenged them. He moved them. He changed them. But he first loved them. So how are we going to do this? Well, I think the way we engage with grace are three things. Accept, trust, submit. Accept, trust, submit. Let's all say it together. Accept, trust, submit. I don't know if you did that or not. I just thought that was fun. So what do we mean by accept? Accept. Accept our circumstances. This is where we are. None of us expected a pandemic like this to come about. None of us expected that we would be separate from each other. We have to accept our circumstances. This is how it is. And then we accept our position. See, I'm, I'm not a physician, right? I'm not the governor. I'm not the one making all those decisions. And so, you know, I just accept my position. I am a pastor. I'm a husband, right? I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a friend, and so what is my position and how do I support other people? And then I just accept my role. My job is not to change anybody. My job is to make it easy for everybody to be together. Make it easy for everybody to accept one another. That's my role. My role is to help us come to love and accept one another. And so that's the first thing we do to engage with grace. The first thing we have to do is be willing to accept one another. Number two. To engage with grace is to trust. The first thing we do is we trust God's goodness. I mean, God is bigger than, than all of this. Amen, right? And so we trust God's goodness and that everything will work together for good to those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. It will all work out, and we trust that. And then we need to trust others' judgment. People who are making decisions, they're doing it because they believe that is best for them or their family or their health or their spouse, and so we trust other people's judgment and honor that in every way we can. And we trust that we're all growing. Where I am today is not where I'm going to be tomorrow. I might take a position today, and it might not be the right position, but God's growing me. He's changing me. And so we believe and trust that God's changing us all, and so we can give each other a little bit of space. And then finally, submit first to God. The first thing we do is submit to God. God, I give you my life. You sent your son Jesus to die for me so that I could live. And I want to first submit to you. I don't want to run my life. I don't want to do things on my own. I have messed it up. What I do want to do is learn how to give you my whole heart, how to give you all of my life. I want to submit before you first. And then I want to learn how to submit to others. I want to submit to them. I want to listen to them. And I want to listen to what they have to say to me. They're just trying to help me because they love me, right? And so we submit to other people who are really trying to help us grow in our walk in relationship with God. And then we submit first. We should, every one of us should say, I want to be the first to submit. If you're sitting next to your spouse right now, you should say to them, I want to be the first to submit. Uh, both of you should say that. Or, or for your friends, or at work, in your neighborhood, to each other. Those stronger, weaker, newer, or in the faith, or those who are you know, brand new or been in it all your life. We should be the first to submit. And that's it, man. This is engage with grace. Accept one another. Trust one another. Submit to one another. Accept God. Trust God. Submit to God. 
That's how we engage with grace. And don't forget, we also want to pray over our counties and see everyone come to know Christ. We want to take advantage of all of our opportunities to help those pockets of pain and those who are hurting. And if there's any way that I can help you, here's a Here's the way you can get in contact with us. Info at firstcitychurch.org. I would love to pray with you. I'd love to talk with you. I want to see everyone saved and go to heaven. And the only way to do that is to fall before Jesus Christ, to admit that He is our Lord and Savior, that we are not. You know, God sent Christ to down the cross from earth, you know, for us, and uh, there's no way to get to heaven without believing and trusting in Him, accepting Him into our life. Let Him become the Lord, learning how to accept, trust, and submit before Him. And so if there's any way that I can help you do that, that's what I want to do. And now as we get ready to share in communion, in your homes as you get ready just to spend some time with God in prayer, I want to pray over you and I want to pray that God will bless you as we engage each other with grace. Can I pray for you? Lord God, Thank you for everything that you do for us. You love us so much. You're so good to us. Lord God, help us as we now begin to engage each other again. We've missed each other so much that I know that there's going to be this overflowing outpouring of love. But God, where we may disagree, where some of us are going to want to go faster than others, some of us are going to want to go slowly, and it's okay. We're not going to leave anyone behind. We're going to make sure that our decisions are for those who are most conservative among us. And we're going to slow down and make sure that everyone comes into this, uh, back to church, through this epidemic, back into relationships with each other. We're going to engage it with grace. Thank you for your love and your mercy. Thank you for your love and acceptance of us. Thank you, Jesus, for giving your life so that we could live. In your name, we pray. Amen. God bless you.